Fitz, the Technology and Policy Division of the Financial Services Roundtable, has hired a new president, and not surprisingly, his focus will be on cybersecurity, emerging technology, and payments policy, all key areas of focus for Bits. Today I'm joined by this new president, Chris Feeney, to talk about his immediate goals for Bits, how he sees cyber threats evolving, and how his leadership aims to reach more institutions and affect cybersecurity and cyber threat policies. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. So Chris, as I mentioned, you recently took the position as president of BITS, replacing Paul Smoser, who recently retired after spending many years leading the organization. What would you say are your top five goals as incoming president? Well, there are a number of goals as the incoming president. I think you, know, you start first and foremost with the members. So I'm spending a considerable amount of time making sure I meet the members, I understand some of their most important issues, some of the things we're working on for them and where we can really help them by either convening them together as a group or convening groups that include them, regulators, policymakers, uh, law enforcement agencies, and the like. So I think that's first and foremost the most important thing. Second, you know, we're very strong in a number of areas, or cybersecurity, certainly fraud, uh, and I can move down the list, but there are also always emerging areas. We've recently done our annual conference on emerging payments, which is one of the areas that is changing fast and is vibrant in a number of ways, both in how businesses are deploying payments technology, but also some of the concerns around that vis-a-vis you know, cybersecurity, fraud, et cetera. So I think that's a really interesting area. Another area that we're interested in is we do a considerable amount of work in the vendor management, and you might think of that as multi-party risk. That's at least the way I would normally think about it, where you have a supply chain of technology capabilities that you need to also be cognizant of from both a capabilities perspective, but certainly from a risk perspective. So you know, that's a key area for us as well. And then lastly, and you know, in some ways ties in with the first comment, you know, we're very supportive of information sharing. Right? We do a lot of work with the FSISAC, for instance, and Physic. But we also feel like it is important to have the info shared collaboratively, openly, with protections that actually uh, encourage sharing. And I think that's a key area that you know we're involved in today, and we want to continue to pursue, and push for, and you know really work on. So, Chris, you bring up a good point. I assume that you're hinting at legislation. Do you think that we could see passage in the near future of new information sharing legislation that could perhaps improve cross-industry cyber threat intelligence sharing? I think that cross-industry is very relevant and very important. You know, having cross-sector sharing is important for a number of reasons. Obviously, we think in financial services we can teach people a lot of lessons from the things we've gone through, but we can also learn quite a bit. I don't want to put a a time frame on when legislation gets passed, but I think it will because it makes such sense and it's sort of pragmatically rooted. And the pragmatic side of this is, you know, we need to secure our systems, our infrastructure, our very interconnected world. I understand, you know, people have concerns around personal information and, you know, things that are very relevant in this space, but the idea behind sharing is really to share cyber indicators and share how threats are being deployed, I guess you'd say, so that we can actually get better at defending them. And that supersedes, I think, a lot of, not the legislation so much, but that's maybe the overall umbrella that is important to keep in mind. Is there any other type of legislation that you in particular or BITS overall is, is more focused on than, than other types of legislation? Would you say it's more information sharing than perhaps breach notification? I think in our space, we're definitely focused on information sharing. We see that 
broadly as a real opportunity to improve and, a, and one of our goals. And that front, the information sharing happens in multiple venues. It happens private to private, private to public, public to private, private to government. So I think you know when you think about how we solve these problems and get ahead of them in the sense of being able to identify them beforehand and secure our defenses, that's one way to get ahead. Another is an event is occurring, how do you remediate and eradicate? That's another way to get ahead or at least improve. I think those borders, if you will, between public and private and government is the place where maybe the most gain would surface. And I think that's really where, you know, where a lot of our focus is, specifically my focus with the BITS organization. Chris, how do you see the role BITS plays in being an advocate for cybersecurity changing? I don't know if I would change it. I think the position we're in now where we've worked with our members for years and we've worked across the industry, I mean, we do quite a bit with the government agencies and the regulators already. Um, I think we just want to continue that. Really what's changed in cyber is not so much that it's there and important. We, we certainly see that. You know, we see a different dialogue at the CEO level, a different dialogue at the board level, you know, a lot more attention to it. And that attention actually allows those firms to sort of recognize threats and then make the appropriate investments in either resourcing or technologies. So I don't see that changing. What I see is a a frequency or a velocity, maybe is a better term, and a sophistication that's changed. And I think that warrants that we, FSR and BITS, stay very involved, bring these different groups and constituents together on a more frequent basis, and really continue to push ahead with you know, some of the education and some of the techniques and tools and services that are available by holding the forum and convening the meetings and having the right people in the room to openly and, and, you know, sort of candidly discuss how to improve. So, Chris, give us a little idea about your background. What do you bring to the table from a cybersecurity perspective that could help elevate or propel BITS in this direction that it's already moving in? Well, I think there are, um, are three things. My background is a mix of working at large service providers and providing products and services and processing platforms for major institutions, and then being a CIO at major institutions where I was actually the operating executive responsible for, you know, for both those products that I just mentioned, but very much so for technology risk management, IT security, cyber risk management, etc. And, you know, I've had the, the benefit, I guess you'd say, of building three different technology risk organizations over the course of about, uh, this point, 15 years that we're really all, I guess, addressing the, the needs of the day in cybersecurity risk management. Um, so I think my background as an operator, someone who's stood up good operating groups, built risk matrices, developed operating procedures, practiced events so that you were prepared if one did occur, and then someone who's really worked through identification, remediation, and eradication um, across those different venues is going to be very helpful. With that, have a really good set of conversations with the people at these firms who are in those roles, and then make sure we're picking the most important and relevant and critical you know, topics to work on. Chris, you make a good point about some of your background and how it could actually help to benefit BITS because you have such a, a broad perspective, a more holistic perspective, if you will. 
There's been quite a bit of discussion in the industry of late about bringing in non-traditional financial players, such as third-party service providers and even retailers, into this financial cybersecurity framework fold. Mm -hmm. How do you think BITS might work with some of these non-traditional financial services providers to help them enhance cybersecurity and perhaps even information sharing? Well, we think they're critical to the dialogue. I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but probably didn't make a fine point around it. You have to be able to have this dialogue across sectors so that you're having a discussion with the retail sector, for instance, which we've done, and more than one, and we're continuing those because the, you know, the, the retail sector's you know, platforms and systems and the risk they face from a cyber perspective um, are things that can easily sort of translate to the financial services world. And in fact, at times, they come right into the financial services world. So I think that's really critical. You know, there's always opportunity to learn. You have to really appreciate that different industries have different approaches to how they work with their customers, how they process transactions, how they move money. Uh, but each of those are places where the cyber criminals are looking to attack. And I think there are some ways to build common defenses or minimally to have the education on what's going on there so you can look for it in your arena or, or in your particular sector. You know, we want to continue that. If anything, I'd like to increase that. I mean, I think the, you know, sort of the ISACs as a group and the fact that information sharing legislation is being promoted, I guess you'd say, I think really helps everyone appreciate the fact that that dialogue has value. Personally, what's changed in the probably last, I would say, eight to ten years is that people are willing to have that dialogue and willing to learn from each other much more actively than what I'd seen you know, eight to ten years ago. Here's another emerging trend, Chris, that I'm hearing banking regulators talk a lot more about, and that is the fact that they're pushing financial institutions to enhance their cybersecurity frameworks, actually moving beyond mere fraud detection and fraud prevention to a more holistic view of cybersecurity. How would you say BITS is helping to support this emerging so-called cyber model, and what role will your organization be playing there? Uh, that's a big question, so I can answer it a few different ways. You know, we have to have a role there. We have to help with moving standards along like the NIST standard. I think, you know, we're obviously supportive, but we also want to sort of talk, you know, to our members about that and the value and the benefits and so on. I think in a more practical way and, and maybe more immediate, you know, we're one of the members of the uh, top-level domain, so we're, we've launched the finance um, top-level domain and I think that's a, a very effective way to implement secure capabilities. Uh, you know, we're right in the middle of that early, early um, stage rollout. So there's a more of a tangible way, maybe, um, to say it uh, that way. And then the last thing is, I've been in financial services for about 35, almost 36 years. So I've seen the the assertiveness with which financial institutions really look at risk, look at their risk matrices, balance running a business with the right risk equation. I think that's just going to continue, and I think we can have a part there where we help people you know, identify risk, put it in a framework that you can make really good decisions around, and you know, fund and implement accordingly. And then finally, Chris, before we close, what would you say are some of the cybersecurity topics that we aren't talking enough about, and how would you say that BITS is going to help refocus attention on some of these cyber issues that we should be focused on over the course of the next 12 to 18 months? That's a really interesting question. I think we did a significant amount of topical work for our Emerging Payments Conference because it was an Emerging Payments Conference that focused heavily on cyber. It focused heavily on authentication and identity management. So I think the, you know, the future is here. You know, we 
tokenization is here, chip and pin is here. You know, we certainly see the early stages of biometrics in some industries or at some firms at front and center and being deployed at others, they're starting to explore what that means for them. So I think those are all areas. But I do want to wind the clock back a little bit. I think there's a whole element of insider threats which are still relevant. You know, the headlines are the cyber events, you know, nation state attacks or criminal attacks of another form. But the insider threats are still something that we need to appreciate, understand, account for, and be prepared for. So I think there's in some respects, you know, there's you know, the old is still relevant and it's something that should be, you know, important and discussed and part of a sort of holistic, you know, risk assessment. Chris, I'd like to thank you again for your time today and welcome to Bits. Very informative. We appreciate it. Great, thank you. Again, we've just heard from Chris Feeney of Bits for Information Security Media Group. I'm Tracy Kitten.